Hello and welcome to a brand new installment of Nintendo News Report for Friday, April 14th, 2017. I'm your host, Alexander Kalafi, and today I am here to talk about all kinds of news with a complete crew of Nintendo News Reporters. We got Donald Terrio. Between everything that's happened in sports in the last 12 months and the fact that devilish brain training is coming out in Europe, sure, why can't the Leafs win the Cup this year? <laughs> like, sports this week has just been straight decimation. Like, one team, like, I, I've been watching, like, the baseball games. It's been, like, 10-point leads for every Red Sox game in the last week, whether they win or lose. It's, it's been kind of nuts, so. That's just, like, a New England sports fan to be like, it's decimation. This is what's happening in Boston. I don't know what's happening outside of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're also here, Neil Ronahan, director of Nintendo World Report. Hello. Hi. I don't really, I, I don't have a beef with any other, um, I actually, I didn't, I don't even really have that much of a beef with the Red Sox anymore. I guess uh, I'm a returning Yankees fan because they're not full of a bunch of old dudes. Hmm. There's actually like verve and spunk and mediocrity for another year or two. See, but. the question is, is Red Sox that dislikable? Because all the people who people would dislike on the Red Sox aren't there anymore. <coughs> and all that's really left is like <coughs> Dustin Pedroia and Mookie Betts. Yeah, and you like, I mean, one, Mookie Betts' name is fucking Mookie. Yeah. Um, also, Dustin Pedroia is like five foot four, and yeah. and that's charming. Um, but and I, I, there was something else Pedroia did like a year or two ago that was kind of like, all right, guy. Um, all right. Uh, but but, but to, to get away from baseball, which, which was self-imposed, of Aaron, course. Aaron Judge is a giant. That's all I'm going to say. That dude is tall as shit. Should almost be playing basketball at a certain point. Yeah, or just hitting a lot of home runs in right field. Uh, Zachary Miller. Hello, Zachary Miller. Hi, Hello, everybody. Hey. I just completed the labyrinth. What's, what's your favorite baseball team, Zach? The uh, Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're in Wisconsin, that's what you should say for every sport. Although yeah, the, the, the Bucks actually made the playoffs, which is weird. Um, yeah. yeah, we now we now officially hate the state of Wisconsin, at least in Canada. Yeah. Oh, okay, they're playing the Raptors. All right, we got a fat show today with fat stacks of news. So I say, let's strap in. Let's talk about Nintendo Direct. For April 12th, 2017, you know, it said it would be focused on ARMS and Splatoon 2, and about 13 of the 35 <clears throat> minutes was focused on Splatoon 2 and ARMS, but it was a very action-packed Nintendo Direct, and we finally saw what they meant by a new Nintendo Direct format, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, well, I I think it's a really cool idea. It really... to cover. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't really yeah. dawn on me of, like, how... How I kind of like that, I like that format until uh, rewatching it actually, um, because they, they they very plainly said like okay, Arms and Splatoon two are gonna be in this, and they were about half the show, and the way they kind of like broke it up where they're like all right, we're gonna hit you with these headlines and then Arms, and then you're gonna have another wa wash of headlines, and you know we're gonna end on Splatoon two. It kind of, I mean maybe it took out a little bit of the surprise, but like gave it more of a defined flow. They had like an outline. Yeah, and and I liked looking at the headlines and trying to guess what some of the ones were. Mm, I yeah. groaned when the uh, "Can you figure this headline out?" Um, <laughs> I, I groaned when I looked at that. I was like, "Oh, amiibo." Yeah. Huh. yeah. <clears throat> I loved it, but I think the one interesting thing, or one of the few interesting things about the new format, is that since they structured it as headlines, it got me pondering the state of video games journalism. 
while I was watching it, and I was like, outside of the fact that we have the ability to offer commentary and maybe the truth in certain situations, whatever that means, Nintendo's doing the press's job for them. And um, not only that, they're doing a great job. Alex, where the fuck have you been for like the past decade, man? That's that's <laughs> what that's what Nintendo Direct has basically been doing since inception. It's what every game company has been trying to do for this, years. This is that's why you saw Ubisoft or PlayStation has the the PlayStation blog, so that way they can yeah. control the messaging. Um, I know Ubisoft has had blogs at different points. I don't know if they still do. Uh, EA used to have like ex game journalists like doing coverage for them and interviewing their 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 teams. Yeah, I, I think this is the. You're right, and also I think this is the greatest realization of it yet. That like Nintendo. Not only do they have the PR message, but they're devoting the right amount of time to the right games. Disgaea 5 might have been all of 40 seconds for the entire uh, coverage. There were some games that were by NIS that they just talked about maybe 13 seconds and then they were straight on to the next game. It was cool. When you look at the archive of the show on Nintendo's YouTube channel, the outline is about yay long. But aside from the two blocks for Arms and Splatoon, I think the average was about 40 seconds for yeah. 28 games. It, they, they made some tight or, audio packages or uh, video packages. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, it was it watching it the second time through, it was fine. It's just when you're trying to cut, when you're trying to do plan out news coverage and do it on the fly, um, let's just say the live event was a lot easier for that. Hmm. And what's, what's interesting also to me about the new Nintendo Direct format is while I think they landed the 40 seconds per game, especially for the smaller games, and even on like some of the mid-tier games they only devoted a minute to, I thought the one part or the two parts they flubbed in this Nintendo Direct was where they talked about ARMS and Splatoon 2. I would say those were my least favorite parts of the Nintendo Direct, despite those both being games I'm very much looking forward to. I thought the ARMS segment really dragged on. Um, it did, and like, cause they, I, and I, I kind of get why they did it, but it doesn't make it any less boring. Um, cause yeah. they wanted to show off a new character and they wanted to show off the, the, the esports potential of arms by having like, let's have this dude commentate on a match, but it just, it, it, it kind of came off so as dumb. Long. Like really <clears throat> they should have, they should have cut out that, or at least, or at least to me, to, to keep the flow going, I, I would have cut out that entire match that they showed. Just kind of go like, oh, like there's customizable arms, and here's a new character. And here, here's and like, say how to play the game. Mm. They didn't really do that. No, they they had to say, well, you throw, you, you know, you have these special attacks, and we don't not telling you how you do them, but you're right. And it's the same problem. Nintendo had when they were originally showing off Splatoon because they're trying to show off the spirit of what the game is but they were doing a crappy job basically up until release although they they did better a few weeks before release of showing you exactly what the experience of that game is exactly why you should like it exactly why you should be excited for it I think they've done a poor job of showing off arms despite the fact that its concept and especially its character art looks really cool I don't know what the single player game in that looks like and that's it's so yeah. concerning because all they just like, doubled down on on multiplayer by like, oh look, there's two v two matches, and I'm looking at that being like, who's asking for that? Like, if you think about if you want to do two v two the way that Nintendo intends it, you need eight Joy Con. 
Right. Like, those things are that expensive. Is, that is what? Yeah. That is on top. So you'd have to buy this. To just play ARMS 2v2. You would like need to buy the system for $300, the game for 60 so up to $360, and then you need to uh, spend $80 a pop on three sets of Joy-Cons. So, but that's, so you're looking at $600, yeah, no, $600 to play ARMS 2v2. Right. Um, unless you hope that you're, the people you're playing with mm. happen to own Switches as well. Yeah, which, I mean, maybe that's what they're hoping for. And, and the concept of the system in that regard, where you can bring it with you, like, kind of makes that a potential thing. But if you're just, like, I'm, I'm in a spot where uh, friends nearby, um, I'm the only one with a Switch right now. I have, like, one other buddy who's living farther away right now, but I'm the only person with a Switch locally. Same. So what, what am I going to, like, I... When Arms comes out, am I going to be spending one hundred and sixty dollars to get two more sets of Joy-Con? I kind of probably hope not. not. <laughs> um, what I do want to know is what kind of single-player content there is, because what they showed in that direct was like, oh, you can go to this training room and get more arm combinations. Like, no, like even if it's like the Splatoon single-player to me is, I mean, that's still one of my favorite single-player experiences of the year it came out. Like, I it's shorter, yes. And it's definitely like a sideshow to the main game. That that, that the main mode of Splatoon is Turf War, um, but that single player was different, unique, and great. It was yeah. five awesome hours. Yeah. <clears throat> People say you shouldn't care about like oh you shouldn't care about how much a game costs just the quality of the game. They've done a poor job of explaining why arms cost sixty dollars. They've done a really bad job of making the value proposition for this. Dude, game. they released one two switch for fifty bucks. What the fuck do you think they're gonna do? Yeah. But it's arms is a character driven game. It's they're trying to put it out as like the it's like what a Pikmin length of time almost. They're trying to do with arms what they, what they were trying to do with Pikmin is what it seems like to me. Except obviously it's more multiplayer focused. By the way, June sixteenth and also yellow Joy Cons. Yeah. Uh, with and and uh, the Joy Con battery pack. Yeah. Like yes. <laughs> 20 hours is not enough. Who's asking for that? Like, it, it's not bad, but, like, they like they announced it. And, like, at, at first I was just like, yeah. And I was like, wait, I don't I don't need that. I, I, and I and you have to buy the little covers separately. Yeah, it maybe, maybe it comes with conducting foam so we stop having the issues with the... Uh, <laughs> the lack the lack of power the or the lack of insulation on the left Joy-Con. Oh, uh, Char was... aptly named Charlie Brown in the chat said that Arms is online two v two, so you don't need to buy a Joy-Con. Fair point. Fair point. I'm sure that's going to run at sixty frames a second. <laughs> I mean, dude, Splatoon runs real well. It does. Yeah. Like, and and this is by the Mario Kart eight team, or at least the Mario <laughs> Kart eight director. So it's gonna okay. run at fifty nine and a quarter frames a second. Well, yeah. If you're, if you're doing <laughs> if you're doing three or four players on the same system, it'll run at thirty. But if you only have one or two, it'll run at sixty. Yeah. Okay. I. I yeah, <clears throat> that's all we really need to say about arms. I thought Min Min was weird. I thought it was, oh. it, was it was a weird caricature of Japan having yeah. her on, a ramen. And, and they showed like four other characters apparently, but nobody knows what they're called. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I think there's still a lot of potential with ARMS, and I think that the the optimistic viewpoint of ARMS could be the next Splatoon. Um, I think there's just so many unknowns with that game that, I mean, especially after, like, this, like, up until this point, I was kind of like, oh, give them time. Like, they're going to have another showcase of ARMS. 
and and then we'll know like we'll know more details this was their time to have another showcase of arms and it kind of didn't give me many answers so i went from being optimistic on arms to being a little concerned but i mean yeah if this game winds up what it could be in my mind like a you know strong single player cool multiplayer stuff like good like progression with characters it, it could be incredible but we don't know that yet do you think there's going to be an American character with arms made out of cheeseburgers and people <laughs> clapping in movie theaters? Or maybe maybe he'll have uh, like uh, pizza arms as well. <laughs> no, that, that's safe for the the Mario cameo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll have a dude with a curly mustache. <laughs> it looks like Can the they just from okay. Cheese. <clears throat> Wearing a red baseball cap. All right, guys. Here's how arms can go. Even if arms, if if all, uh, it doesn't even have a single player mode, arms could be game of the year. If Waluigi is a playable character, instead <laughs> of Donkey Kong like in Punch Out, it's yeah. Waluigi. Yeah, yeah. It's like you get to the end and you just hear "wah," and you're like, "Oh, it's Wario." Oh no, he <laughs> doesn't like you can't equip arms. It's just his long ass hands just flying out of its socket, <laughs> and you have to keep fighting him until he forces you into retirement. <laughs> uh, that's arms. Uh, there you go. Are are you guys are you guys interested in it? Are like are if, if, if arms were coming out next week, would you buy it? Yes. No. The sight unseen. I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm, I'm, I don't have I don't have the multiplayer opportunities to take advantage of it, so no. I my multiplayer opportunities are probably pretty limited. And I mean I'm buying a pro controller next week, so what does that tell you? But um I still want to know more about those other four character characters before I jump in. Which we're probably I mean, not gonna about just single player, man. Give me a good single player mode, and I'm I'm yours. Mm. Yeah. Splatoon two. They showed off a new co op mode, Salmon Run. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> like everything about that was awesome. It was so confusing. I loved the video they showed at the beginning, which made it sound like some some Japanese work training video, <laughs> like oh, the 1980s. And the best is like the end of like like when they they had like the follow up where it's like the the professor the scientist. Just being like, oh, this is, I'm going to decode this for you. And when he's just like, why would the, why would the squid people do this? Like, like, like he's baffled by like, why would they work? And it's like, oh, they get, they get cool stuff. They get good gear. I thought um, they had the same problem with Splatoon 2 that they had with ARMS, is that they did a poor job of showing off the whole package, although I have more faith in Splatoon 2 than I do in ARMS. Well, because Splatoon is a known quantity. I mean, what are, what are you going to show? And they confirmed it's going to have a single player, and it's going to be a better single player, is I think. Yeah, also yeah that's... Yeah, that's like, I, I, feel like, I feel like there's a way where they could have made that... They could have made the Splatoon 2 stuff a little more streamlined, but then it wouldn't have been weird. And... And I kind of like my Nintendo stuff to be weird. And this was a decidedly non-weird Nintendo Direct. Yeah. So I'm glad they still had the weird. That video went so long that I got a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best is just that, like, it's just like, oh, they fight salmon. And then, and then a bigger salmon emerged. And then I'll have to tell my boss about that. Oh, it's a boss salmon. Um, <laughs> it's called this. And uh, and then they have to fight this. And, like, uh, like I, I rewatched totally. that multiple times. I'm I'm so stoked for Splatoon 2 horde mode. Like <laughs> it's I mean it's it's kind of what I think the game needs in a, in in a sequel because you still have the competitive multiplayer aspect but I've had a lot of instances especially in the later days of Splatoon when I kind of like would try to get people from the site to like get like a party of 8 online at the same time so we could just do custom games 
if you only have if you can only have three people online that you want to play with, now there's another option. Like it just it, it, there is more ways to play Splatoon with different amounts of people, and that's great. July twenty first comes with three amiibo: New Inkling Girl, Inkling Boy, and Inkling Squid, which launch on the same day. Grant special gear like with the uh, other amiibo, except the special thing with this one is that you can use it to save clothing and weapon loadouts. Yeah, and you can bring them to your friend's house, which is pretty cool. And I would say a more productive use of amiibo than the Callie and Marie just unlocking a sound test mode, basically. Although Callie and Marie will be supported along with the original line of Splatoon amiibo yep. as well, in yep. some capacity, it could be the exact same capacity for all we know. So July twenty first is way earlier. Like that's kind of the earliest that I thought it could possibly come out, and that's that's really exciting. That, that's we have Nintendo stuff releasing in July. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was it Monster Hunter Generations last year that told them you could do this, or was it just no, the no. Of <clears throat> I actually, um, so I was talking to uh, you know friend of the site uh, contributor Don Koopman um, about this before the direct, and we were kind of spitballing like, okay, so Arms is probably going to be June, uh, Splatoon two, like it's it's probably going to be August, but like, what if it would be July? So we, were, we, we we fell in love with the concept of Splatoon 2 coming out in July. Yeah. And I kind of thought about it a lot because we, um, I think, outside of Wii Sports Club, Club. Uh, yeah. the retail version of that coming out in July in like 2014, the last Nintendo retail release to come out in July was, I think, Mario Strikers Charged in 2007. No, like, so there's... Dragon Quest Nine in 2010. Was are, a, are you sure that was July? July six. I think it was July 16th, 2010. I'm really, but even <laughs> still, like they, uh, I, I, I need to double check this for my own. I, I, oh no, July, July 11th. Okay, so so there were two games over a near 10 year span that that came out in July, and we uh i think it was like e3 2013 or 2014 we had an interview with uh charlie shibetta from nintendo he's like a you know i forget his exact title but like a more of like a, a higher up marketing guy so like not like talking specifics about the games and i was curious so i asked him a question like why don't you guys release stuff in july and we got this kind of long-winded answer that was basically saying like stuff doesn't really sell then like like we try to that's why we we the fall has been proven that's where things sell the most that's why we focus on those certain days. Like July, just it's, it hasn't been a big sales month for us. Mm -hmm. So fast forward after that to last July, when a little game called Pokemon Go came out on phones, and then uh, a bunch of Pokemon games sold a crap ton in July. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's the exact reasoning, but I mean that's that that is like games coming out in July being a huge success. So I, I Nintendo want to give it another chance at least. Yeah, like I mean, we'll we'll see if Splatoon two does does sell gangbusters in July, um, but but maybe maybe we'll see more. I mean, as we'll get to the 3ds stuff, there's even more stuff coming out in July. Yeah, yeah. and and when you look at they want to do all these things worldwide, especially with you know lack of region lock on the yeah. Switch, and well, I I can tell you from experience that the holidays, summer holidays in Japan are in August, so it helps to have them out before that. Yeah, and, and I'll also point out with that whole Nintendo of America skipping July, um, Europe and Japan don't really do that. Like, so much so, when Pikmin 3 came out, for example, that came out in August in North America. It came out in July, June and July everywhere else. Hmm. 
All right, there's there's your Splatoon 2. We got some Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Ultra Street Fighter 2. Not much stuff there, just, just some reiterations. Nintendo's doing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe tournaments, uh, two of them online. But then that brings us to Minecraft Nintendo Switch Edition. The the biggest, this is, like, I I thought about it after the director first was, okay, they have Zelda, they have Mario Kart. What's going to be the big main game? Oh, right, Minecraft. Yep. Comes with the Nintendo pack. I do think that the spacing of, and that's only, it's only the digital version is out May 11th. A retail version will be out later. Um, Well, I yeah, do think we'll that I do think that the timing of Mario Kart, like Mario Kart's ostensibly also a May game. Because it's coming Basically. out so late in April. Yeah. But yeah, I think having those two so close to each other, that is going to do some damage. But I think Minecraft's real impact is going to come when it eventually does hit retail for reasons that we'll get into when we talk about the Switch sales later on. Right. Are, is anybody going to pick up Minecraft on Switch? No. No. Uh, I, I know someone who will when they get their Switch, but I don't see my. I I wasn't. I didn't really get into the game when I played it on Wii U. So um, I got it on Wii U. I played it for about ten minutes. <laughs> uh, my wife played it for a couple hours. Um, so I'm probably not gonna get it on Switch. I'm trying. <laughs> my, my, niece, my niece really likes right Minecraft. Now. I'm trying to be cool. I just wanna. I wanna know. I don't get it. It doesn't work for me. Is this gonna yeah. be the first? proper console Minecraft that is completely playable on the go? No, there's yeah. a Vita version. No, well, there's the a Vita, Vita version is like an expanded version of the mobile game, right? Yeah, this is oh, regular is This is regular ass Minecraft. Yeah. Okay. The Vita one was like an in-between kind of thing. Like it was better than the other mobile versions, but it wasn't necessarily up to par with the other console version. It wasn't real. Right. It was almost real. Yeah. They showed off Sonic Forces. Um, apparently something that looks like Bubsy is going to be the new Sonic character this time. Like, it's big, not big Bubsy. But what if it was Bubsy? That'd be cool. <laughs> um, Sega, the Sonic Twitter accounts um, meet manager uh, Aaron Weber. was basically asking Aaron, Aaron Weber, he was like, um, who owns the rights to Bubsy asking for a friend? So <laughs> even if we don't get it at launch, there's a non-zero chance that we're going to see Bubsy 2018 on on the Switch. Yeah, Sonic Twitter was one of the original sassy promo Twitters, though. I mean, it, it worked for them. It, it, and then it worked for many people after that. Uh, Wendy's, <laughs> most most notably. Yeah. Wendy's, the Day of Sex Twitter account actually has some good moments, too. It's got some sass. Gordon um, um, Nintendo Impact account. Gaming in the chat is saying that the Vita version was the console version. Okay. It, yeah, I thought so. I thought there were some limitations between that that didn't make it an exact port of the console. Yeah, I, that, that's what I seem to recall too, but I can't speak to any knowledge yeah, I, of I don't, it. Uh, I don't. Oh, I don't this ain't our forte, guys. Yeah. I don't, I don't have my Vita right now. Hopefully tomorrow that changes. But I, I mean, I I have it right next to me, but the battery's probably dead. <laughs> um, I write Vita. Project Makuru. That thing looks uh, interesting. That looks and, like a very early Game Freak game, actually. Have you ever heard of Mendel Palace? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the vibe I'm getting. It's like a modern version of it's, that. It's made by a company that is made up of ex-Hudson Soft people, which kind of makes sense. And also, in a way, it kind of feels like ex-Hudson people were like, wait, Konami's doing what now? Well, fuck that. 
<laughs> it looks like Bomberman Zero Jr. It looks like Bomberman, but it looks like Super Bomberman R, but hopefully it's actually like a good version of a game. Mm. And it's and it seems to be a digital only title, so it won't be fifty goddamn dollars. Yeah. That's that's coming um, this summer. Yeah. I'm I'm actually if that's got good online and uh, that might be that might be really fun. That might be what I wanted Super Bomberman R to be. Mm-hmm. Disgaea 5 Complete, May 23rd. Free demo launching soon in the Nintendo Switch eShop. We also got Neo Geo Masterpieces as of today. Samurai Showdown 4 came out. And then there's also Fatal Fury King of Fighters 99. Can I ask a question about that? Go ahead. Why do they release every, like, yearly version of King of Fighters? What changes? Rosters. Yeah. It's kind of of like how there's all the versions of Street Fighter 2. Okay. It's just that King of Fighters was just like I don't know. We'll make this like Madden. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I'll use this I'll use this time with Neo Geo. Um, Casey Gibson and I, and I think Casey's watching. Hi, Casey. Um, we are going to start uh, some sort of audio video series. We don't really know the format will take. It's going to be called Neo Geo Neo Fights, and it's <laughs> going to be us uh, playing Neo Geo games because none of us, re- neither of us, really have experience with with the platform at all. And there's all these games coming out that I'm like, like I think I might have played it on an arcade once, but I know nothing else about it. Um, I'm there, there's one a name. A lot of on those the, games are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, only I'm played gonna... I've only played Turf Masters, and that game is excellent. If if limited, give give me Baseball Stars too. I, oh I no, Baseball, baseball Stars is, is one of the few. There was a there was like a weird Neo Geo cabinet um, in a in a dorm in my college that I played a. a I had a couple maybe drunken nights of playing baseball stars too. Uh, and, and that was fun, but I've never, like, I've just never, I've never put a lot of time or thought in Neo Geo games. And with this, you know, not, not that there's a snail's pace with switch releases, but it's still like kind of the, the engine's revving up. Um, I kind of want to play some dumb Neo Geo games that I've never played before. Yeah. There's a version of bust a move that came out in arcades before they added Bubble Bobble characters. It's got really fantastic music. I want that real bad. That Magical Drop? No, it's not Magical Drop. It's actually Bust a Move uh, with the you know geometry bouncing your bubble to other bubbles, but it's uh, really cool. In the same way we've talked about the Switch, or at least I've talked about the Switch being a successor to the Vita, the Switch is also <laughs> a successor to the Neo Geo X Gold. Which I, which I think is really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also weird. Like, I feel bad for the guys who made Pocket Rumble. Yeah. Because, like, their whole yeah. thing is that, like, it's like Neo Geo Pocket Color. Meanwhile, Hamster is just like, hey, guess what? By the time you guys release the game, there's going to be 50 other Neo Geo games. And several of them will be fighting games. <laughs> like, I think right now, I think it's, it's half of the Neo Geo games on the platform are fighting games. <laughs> I think half of the Neo Geo games were fighting games. <laughs> yeah, you may not be wrong there. But <laughs> do some research. Puyo Puyo Tetris demo came out yesterday. For I got it. I haven't played it, but I got it. Yeah, um, I played the Japanese demo. I've actually heard that the for some reason the English demo is more limited than the Japanese uh, demo. But I uh, I didn't know what Puyo Puyo Tetris was until they sh- I watched it on that on the direct, and I, I came away thinking. I don't know if I want this. I'd rather just have Tetris. It's it because has regular Tetris. You, I do not like Puyo Puyo. You can play regular ass Tetris in that game, so it shouldn't be a problem. Okay. I mean, it looks like it's switched between them. I truthfully don't 
totally understand the fervor of Reporto Poet Tetris. It's just that I've heard a lot of people that usually uh, puzzle game love aligns with. I've heard a lot of people say good things about it. But like when I played that Japanese demo, I'm just like, this is just Poyo Poyo and Tetris. <laughs> I don't get it right now. Look, look at, at least it's a version of, te at, at the very least, even if you don't get into Poyo Poyo, you can just play it as regular ass Tetris. And, you know, Tetris on a handheld, always a good yeah. thing. I mean, yeah. I, I love me some Poyo Poyo. Like, I, I've, I played a crap ton of Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Um, I'm, I'm all about that Poyo Poyo, but like I don't I don't know what the hook of this game totally is, which I guess they have like crazy modes. I just I haven't experienced it. I, I will likely get this regardless because I like puzzle games a lot. We have a review of it on the site, I believe. I, I know I edited yeah. one. So yeah, uh, yeah, Don Don reviewed the Japanese version. Okay, I'm gonna uh, run through some of the less interesting ones really quick. Uh, Rayman Legends Definitive Edition coming geez. later this year. Who's gonna buy this one? Not me. No. <laughs> it's a Ubisoft game. It'll get stupid cheap at some point. I'll, I'll they'll probably they'll actually probably hold off uh, until they can get Xbox One and PS4 versions. They already uh, did. Oh, did they? Are, are, are okay. you talking about PS4 Pro and Scorpio? Yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah. I mean, apparently, I guess what they're like adding like uh, I mean, is there like I don't I, I Mario and Luigi. Kind I don't know. What, what are they adding to this game? I think there might be uh, some new levels. New levels cool. of two-player co-op, like with two switches. Can like can the chill out just new fucking make Beyond Good and Evil two, please? Yes. Can we move on with right. our lives? Um, an exclusive Kung Fu experience offers a solo mode and tournaments for up to eight players. That's why it's different. Did you say Kung Fu? Kung yeah, Foot. it's a soccer mode. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> THQ Nordic bringing Cinemora EX, the Vita game from like five years ago. Uh, developed by Grasshopper Manufacturer. That's in the summer. Battle Chasers Night War, an RPG inspired by console classics and based on the Battle Chasers comic book series I've never heard of. Okay, okay. So let's, let's, uh, I put up the game profiles for this, so I was kind of reading a little bit more about Battle Chasers. That game might be really good. Um, and it's, it's a, and it's it's a Kickstarter Twitch, game right? uh, by Joe I, Joe Mad. I, I, it's like Joe, Joe Madero or something. It's the dude who did the art for Darksiders. Okay. Um, oh, he does good work. Yeah, like I mean, he's a, he's a great artist, and that's what I don't know the exact origins of Battle Chasers, but I think Battle Chasers might be kind of recent. But like Joe Mad is is a pretty pretty primo comic book artist, and this is like his creator owned work is Battle Chasers. Um, and it's a bunch of ex-Darksiders guys, ex-Vigil Games. They did a Kickstarter, and it looks like it's like a... I mean, it's kind of like a dungeon-crawling RPG that I think draws a lot of inspiration from both Western and JRPGs. Um, like, I don't I don't know if it's going to coalesce and be a very good game, but a lot of what I was reading about on paper, Battle Chasers could be awesome. Yeah. Namco Museum, a bunch of classic Namco games coming this summer. You got Payday Two is coming this winter, which is it's so uh, random. It's, it's it's random. It's winter. It's late. It's it's like a five year old game, and at the same time, the idea of a portable version of the updated Payday Two doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world if it's like thirty bucks. Mm -hmm. it, it seems all right. I, I guess I guess that 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 yeah. that's the extent I have to say about Payday Two. We have to get to the the big reveal of the sh the direct Monopoly. 
It's that's Finally. the next one. Monopoly Thank for Nintendo God. Switch this fall, and also it does the HD rumble so you can shake the dice in your hand. Okay. Um, yes. So when I was rewatching the direct killer app, I, I am aware that one, the console versions of Monopoly have largely been complete ass. Um <laughs> totally aware of that. Also, Monopoly, the board game in and of itself, eh, maybe not it the best board game. Um I kind of want to play this. Oh, come on. We, oh, come I should point out that uh, friend of the show, Sarah McNulty, has advised me that this is based off an existing PS4, Xbox One game, that you can basically take any property from the computer if you give them $1 over the starting price of the property. Oh, God. So, can we just, can, can Ubisoft just take this back, talk to Square, and make like Rayman Fortune Street? Like, can we just do that? Because. Because Fortune Street has busted AI on the Wii version, but that game's fucking gold. We, we got a. Uh, I we, want it real bad. We got our Still board. fifty dollars at Target. We got our board game coming in the 3DS section, though. Yeah, but yeah, but like that's that, I can't play that in tabletop. Like, oh, Cold Set, I assume has online play. It better, right? Yeah, it sure. Should. Okay, yeah, because I am playing that locally. Like we 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 intended to play Tank Troopers at PAX East. That never happened. I don't think I'm ever playing, like, we'll get to that in a little bit. I got some words to say about the Kirby multiplayer action game. So I have things to say about the Kirby's 25th mm-hmm. anniversary that we're going to get to. Uh, so there's Can they just re-release that 20th anniversary disc that I did not pick up? You know, Zach, no, when we get no, to the 3DS section, because we're almost done with the Switch section. We okay. Because, like, we're so close. I want to be done <laughs> with talking about the Switch. Because there were, like, two really interesting things and a lot of stuff that weren't as interesting as the 3DS section. Well, there was an interesting Switch thing in the Japanese direct, but we'll get to that. Yes, we certainly were ending on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Extella, the Umbral Star, featuring... Right! Yes. What is this game? <laughs> I don't it know. It's a, war- a, it's a Warriors game with... with yeah. Yeah. Anime Muso, it's late. I think there. I think the Switch version is going to have. It's going like a complete edition, in much okay. the same way as Sky Five is, because they had like thirty-five costumes that were DLC paid on PS4 that are going to be included with the. Okay, so Switch I can game. go back to not paying attention to this game. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let let the uh, we'll we'll send it off to one of the anime experts. Unfortunately, that's that might end up. Yeah, being yeah. Uh, Donald, do you want to review it? <laughs> I, I think I put down for it. <laughs> July 25th for that game. Nintendo Switch Standalone Dock comes out on May 19th. And that that's that's it. All right, can, can we talk about the stupid Kirby? Out let's let's yeah, let's talk about the Kirby 25th anniversary. To celebrate the 25th anniversary of the adorable Kirby franchise, Nintendo announced the three new Kirby games you want the least out of any possible <laughs> Kirby game. Okay. You know what? The bottom three games in that list. He's right though. He's um, right. I mean, well, he's maybe, right. Well, maybe like Putting a 25th anniversary on the backs of like the deluxe versions of two mini games from Robobo, um, <laughs> maybe that was ill-advised. But <laughs> the idea of those things existing is pretty cool. Like I remember what they had: DDD Drum Dash Deluxe and yeah, Kirby Fighters Deluxe came out after Triple Deluxe, and and like those were pretty fun, like yeah. nice eShop games. I have I have the free to start uh, Kirby Monster Hunter game. Um, I downloaded it. I haven't gone into it, uh, but um, like that could be know, really fun. Once again, I, no online, so I'm never playing it locally with anyone because right. it's 2017 and I have a Switch. Um, you'll want to go in before you start playing that and update it because the the microtransactions did not work for two days, and then they pushed an update out that that okay 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to spend money on this game. <laughs> I famous don't words, I know, but but I'm, I'm going to dive into it and see how it goes. Yeah, I, I, I dove into it a little bit earlier. It's I I whipped through the game that was in RoboBoBoBo, et cetera, in like two hours. Same. But this seems to be an expanded version of that, yeah. which can't be too yeah, bad. No, I mean, like, like I, I think I reviewed both of the deluxe versions of the other triple deluxe games. And if you want to pad your 25th Kirby anniversary... Let me go read those reviews. See if those are up your alley. I should just bundle them all in a 3DS game with a better single-player game like <laughs> Robo. And I mean, what Maybe is it? It's Kirby, Kirby's Blowout Blast is the other one, and like that was a neat little mode in yeah. in Robo. So it was. Yeah, Team and, Kirby and Clash we... Deluxe, by the way, is what they're talking about—the free to start game, which launched yeah. on the day of the direct. Uh, four characters you can fight giant enemies together. It is Kirby Monster Hunter now. Kirby's Blowout Blast. Uh, 25 action-packed 3D stages and hailing enemies and powering up along the way. Game launches exclusively on the eShop this summer, which you were saying, Donald. And there's a and the third one is going to be a new, I guess, mainline Kirby game that'll come out at retail. But it's a new multiplayer holiday. action game. So it's, it's it'll be, be like bag. it'll be like Return to Dreamland, is what that means. I I picture in my mind a boardroom in about let's say 2014. <laughs> Nintendo is thinking, they're, they're executives. Miyamoto is probably there. How are we going to make the 3DS last longer? I know. Let's make a bunch of online multiplayer games that everybody's going to play. Fast forward a few years later, Triforce Heroes came out. Nobody really seemed to like it, even though it is a pretty good game. Metroid Prime Federation Force came out. Nobody really seemed to like it, even though it's a pretty good game. What do you think is going to happen to this multiplayer action Kirby game? <laughs> it's probably going to be, it's going to be a neat game, but no one's going to play it because it's, it's a 3DS game and the Switches are out. It's, it's all Nintendo needs to say that they have a 3DS that, library this also, year. Also, the, the multiplayer, what is that? Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, was that the one you could play, like the four-player Metroidvania thing? I think so, yeah. yeah. That wasn't very good. So <laughs> I, I'm concerned about this game, and like I don't want to be but, concerned about the game. I like Kirby. But the, the, you can't tell that a system is about to croak until the Kirby game comes out. I mean, we yeah, had one this <laughs> year. We had... Let's see, we had Mass Attack, we had, was it Squeak Squad that came out? No, that was a DS game. There were, I can't remember if the GBA had one, but I know... This, is, this, is, a, this is a faulty uh, premise, uh, because it's been disproven so many times. Wii U didn't happen. Uh, well, Wii, well uh, you, could get, you could say that the Wii U got was dead by February 2015. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. yeah, you could say that. I mean, actually, the truth is the Wii U Type 4 game came out. Um, the Wii, I think, Return to Dreamland was near the end, but not the very end. DS, the I don't think that. Or, DS, there was Mass Attack. Uh, Game Boy Advance, I guess, Amazing Mirror was later, but not like the very end. Yeah. Although the last retail game on Wii before the Wii U came out was uh, was that Kirby Anniversary Collection Zach mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Rizza Rizza thirty six said uh, my my new who's my new phone is vibrating by the way. I'm taking it off the table. You need, you need just turn it off a vibrate, man. Yeah, I'll do that too. All right. So Rizza thirty six said in the chat um, that my game concept that that might rival F Zero GTA, which is Captain Toad Federation Force. That's pretty cool. I'd play that. I'd, I'd play see that. The continued adventures of Captain Toad. Who wouldn't? Okay, so, so let's say let's say Mario Odyssey comes out and it's got a side mode, and Captain Toad's like riding the subway. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Yeah, I prefer if it was a different character, but yeah. Like, like maybe it's like, all right, so they got the whole Donkey Kong concept, 
with New Donk City and like Diddy Street and everything. Um, what if, yeah, so so Captain Toad's on the subway and he's basically like playing thing, like 3D versions of old Donkey Kong stages. Well, okay. Uh, the Boston MBTA is there's the red line, there's the green line, there's the orange line. You could do different color toads to denote each of the subways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you'd have to transfer at certain points. <laughs> you have to wait like seven minutes for the next one, and then one one train would be so packed that you just have to wait for the next seven minute train. Yeah. It would be, or maybe it would maybe basically be or maybe, the wild, but the subway version. So, so it could also be multiplayer because you could have the different. Each person can control a different color toad as they're going through the subway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm Someone sorry, make just... Captain Toad subway adventures, please. <laughs> I, I'm too used to just hitting a button and paying the fare and just going. <coughs> now, Captain Toad subway adventures or Captain Toad subway TM adventures. <laughs> <laughs> it depends if they get the, the licensing from from uh from the MTA. Uh, uh, hey, Pikmin. Which which has been like which is kind of a funny title because hey, every yes it is. more tweets about it. He's like, "Hey, Pikmin," uh, because it's it's a very confusing title because you feel like everyone who says it's title is very excited about the game, despite <laughs> the fact that the game isn't very exciting. July twenty eighth, and it's a new Pikmin game, two D only, and it's all on the bottom yeah. screen. It feels like a DS game from two thousand six. Okay, yeah, the best part about that game. Did you guys see the box art? The box art's awesome. It is pretty good. Like, like, I don't know if that game's going to be good. We still don't know, actually, who's developing it. Everybody just assumed Arzest, which might be true, but there's been actual no proof. Um, I'm actually interested in the game because I like Pikmin, and a 2D yeah. Pikmin could be cool. I, I could see that game. It's, it's like ARMS right now, <laughs> where <laughs> there's a potential for that game to be good. We don't know. There's a lot of, lot of unknowns, like who's making it, for one. Um, and, like, I hope it's good. I want it to be good. Is it going to be good? Eh. I don't know. They had a hand in Mario and Sonic on the Wii U. Uh, or they, they had both the 2016 Olympic Games they had a hand in. Yeah. Uh, did. And I think they, they the assisted Sega or whatever. Mitrek they also did. They did Boost Beast Terra Battle Yoshi's New Island, but nothing on a, uh, a potential Pikmin game. It looks like their style and that it's very ugly when shown yeah. on Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. It, it, like, I I will admit that it looks like a game that Arzest might make, but everybody assuming that it's Arzest is just because it looks like a game they might make, not of any actual confirmation. At the it, What is Skip up guess. to nowadays? It could be Skip. Like, it also looks like a game that Skip would make. Yeah. The difference is that Skip makes games that I like. Arzest makes games <laughs> that, like... Yeah, they consistently make five out of tens. I don't know. I think you gave Yoshi's New Island more than a five out of ten. I, think I gave it a six point five. You gave it a six. Yeah. six, six you gave that. You gave that game about four and a half points more than it actually deserves. That game's not that bad, man. It's it's not good, I but it's not that bad. Not yeah, I'm, that I'm not game. saying I'm not saying it's much more than a six or something. I think I reviewed. It. I might have given it a seven at the time. Um like I don't, I don't think it's a great game. I don't think it's a bad game. I think it is like a six. It's all right. It's, It'll it's, do. It's it's almost as good as Yoshi's Island DS. <laughs> that's that's the fairest. Uh, Yoshi's Island Danny DS tried more, but it's a worse game. Yeah, yeah. Metopia, speaking of five out of tens, comes out later this <laughs> year. I think. I think. Uh, yeah, I think it got a five out of five point five 
from from Don when he reviewed it, the Japanese version. I I'm probably not even going to bother with Metopia, honestly. Like no. talking to people who played the Japanese version, it doesn't seem very good. No. So it's a one it's a one note joke that repeats for about ten hours. Yeah, like I played Tomodachi Life. I got that humor out of me's. I'm good. <laughs> well, uh, and Don Don is in the chat right now saying hello. I am here to say Metopia sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let me ask you this, Neil. Are you still curious and excited and interested in Ever Oasis coming out on June 23rd? Ever Oasis might be the game I'm the most excited for that's not called Super Mario Odyssey. Dude, okay. we still don't know what the game is. What do you They've do? They've explained it several times. It, it's made by the guy... You who, build up your town? They showed, they, they showed a fucking gameplay demo at E3, Zach. Quite a bit of this game. Yeah. Oh, did they? I missed that. <laughs> it's, it's not... I didn't pay attention to it because I wasn't interested in it, but it's they did show off the game. Um, I mean, it seems like, yeah, there is an aspect where, like, so... Um, and, and I'm going off of, like, I did... I wrote a preview of it. I think if you look at an issue of Nintendo Force from a couple months ago, I did a, did a lot of research into this game of what we knew at the time. But the basic hook is that, like, I don't know... There's an oasis. Uh, you're working with some water sprite to make it better. So there's kind of a town building aspect. And then there's like a combat that's kind of mana inspired because uh, the director of the game is the dude who made like Secret of Mana. Um, so it's, I think you have three players at a time. There's puzzles. It's by Grezzo, who also worked on all of the Zelda 3DS remakes. My my hope for this is that it will prove that Grezzo's work over the past um, six seven years was was not for naught, and now they're a very good developer that has learned from remaking classic games, and are going to put together a pretty awesome game that mixes together uh, like uh, town development aspects with action RPG mechanics and Zelda like puzzles. Okay. That is that is the good end for Ever Oasis if it hits that that trifecta. Word. Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadow of Valencia. It has a DLC plan just like every other Fire Emblem game. Yeah. I did like that. It's not a bad thing. It's just the same thing. Yeah. When they were like, there's something new. DLC. And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, we (laughs) weekly new maps, dungeons, and challenges, launch timing revealed in the future. Same thing they did with Fates, basically. And hey, the Fates DLC wasn't wasn't actually extortionate like the Awakening stuff. But then again, the Awakening, Awakening stuff is real bad. <laughs> also, it was also four years ago. Nintendo has learned a lot about how to yeah. do DLC since then. Yeah, I um, feel like a lot of Nintendo's bad DLC was the result of that, them not knowing how to use the market correctly, more than them trying to get one over the consumer. Like it seems I, like their DLC has been a lot more fair in recent years. I do, I do love that Mario Kart Eight is probably the DLC that they regret because they're they're like, oh, we totally could have got or gotten people to pay more money for this. What were we <laughs> thinking? But like everybody looks to the Mario Kart 8 one is like, what a deal! When in reality, Nintendo's probably like, shit, we could have done ten dollars a pack. We left so <laughs> much money on the table with that DLC. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye box boys. Now available. I bought. I bought it. I still haven't even played two, and I immediately got the amiibo costumes. <laughs> I like. I'll probably get this eventually. It's weird. I really like the first box boy. I really so like good. the second box boy. But I think there's also a little part of me that, like, knowing it's the last one, I, you, I don't you feel... You don't want to say goodbye. Yeah, like, I'm not ready yet. Like, I'll save that for, like, you know, a sad weekend. 
Um, <laughs> like maybe like like uh, like it's like really rainy out, and then I'll I'll say goodbye to Box Boy. Okay, so there's Bye Bye Box Boy now available. There's also demos for all three of the Box Boy games. Which yeah, can... it's one demo for all three. It's like a series demo instead of just being okay. tied to one game. That's cool. Yeah, that was a really that was a really good um, 3DS shop series. Mm-hmm. Like tremendous. Box Boy for Smash. <laughs> Box now, Boy assist trophy is a thing. The, the only thing we can hope for. Let's go into my favorite game from the Nintendo Direct. One RPG Mom Maker Fez. Fez. It's, you know what? That's actually kind of cool. Well, well, we will get to that one because <laughs> I I read the press release for this game and like them trying to sell a the rpg maker and the rpg player like that actually does seem kind of cool yeah like no, I, i'll uh, play people's games right you can play people's games for free and yep. if you want to make it, it, you can buy it yeah it looks awful. that's that's what rpg maker games are zach i know it is but it makes a beautiful high art masterpiece here or, or it's uh, to um, the moon it ends up here I should like remake the player one RPG or the do the NWR RPG in there. <laughs> yes. If anybody wants to make the NWR RPG, uh, let me know. And we'll get the hell out of that. June twenty seventh for RPG Maker Fest. Since since we talked about, it. but no Monster Hunter Stories coming out. Oh yeah, I for, that that game looks great. It looks. I'm it, sure the like, amiibos will be coming with it. They didn't say it would, but I looked up what people said about Monster Hunter Stories, and it seems like it's not a perfect game, but it's like a really good game. And it seems like it is the lighthearted Monster Hunter game you want it to be. Turn-based battles, and you aren't killing monsters, you're basically being you're a... You're uh, them. You're, you're a tamer. <laughs> or you're a breeder, or a rider. I forget what it is. Can you make It looks, it looks really cool. Like, it's a fresh take on Monster Hunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it looks it looks great. Like the actual visual design of that game looks looks pretty tremendous. I don't know if the amiibo is going to come over, but I bet worst case scenario, the amiibo functionality will exist in the game. So you'd probably be able to buy the other amiibo. Although knowing how the West picks up amiibo, I bet the amiibo come over too. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll at the very least they'll be like Amazon exclusive. But I guess we'll talk amiibo exclusivity later as well. Right, Yokai Watch Two. Psychic Specters. It's like it's basically the Pokemon Crystal of Yokai Watch. Yep. Uh, comes out this fall. I never did get into Bony Spirits, and I'm sure as hell not touching Fleshy Souls. But I think I might go for this one. I um I don't think I'm ever going to play a Yokai Watch game again. I remember James saying on RFN that Yokai Watch Two kind of reuses all the assets from one. And that's when I said, oh, maybe not, never. It, it felt like for the first couple hours, I was playing the same game. Oh, and then, like, that. they do some cooler... I mean, yeah, because Alex and I, we, we both played through those. Um, yeah. But, like, it does some cool things in the back half, but, like, I have no desire to ever touch that series again now. I like the heart of the game. I thought it played, like, a, a localized Saturday morning kids WB cartoon. But yeah. as a video game, it was... it was, it was was It's a slog. Yeah, it's, it's a 20-hour slog. I don't regret it. But would I play Yokai Watch Three if that came out next spring? I don't know quite yet. Yeah. I'm very curious if Yokai Watch Three comes out. It probably does. Um, if, they, but... if they delivered this Yokai Watch Two version, they're probably putting out Yokai Watch Three. Yeah. There is one more NIS game with other than RPG Maker Fez. There's Cul-de-Sap Revolt coming on August 29th. We already knew about that, but that game's supposed to be really good. Yeah. 
that's that's a, a game that I'll probably just get sight unseen because everybody I talked to is just like it's incredible. Mm. Also, it's a board game. I like board game games. It's a board card fact. game. As as evidenced by the fact that I'm like Monopoly on the Switch, huh? <laughs> Amiibo, New Zelda Amiibo, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword Amiibo launching on June 23rd. But more interesting, interesting, the final Smash Bros. Amiibo, two versions of Cloud Corn and Bayonetta will hit July 21st. There's these player two versions of Amiibo. Uh, certain retailers have certain versions. Is Smash Switch happening? Yes, I'll bet they announced it at E3 because that's before these things launch. I've got some thoughts about all six of these these pieces of shit. Um, I want the Bayonetta Amiibos. I don't um, care what it costs I me. know. I know you do. I could have told you. I saw like Bayonetta Amiibo. Yes, Zach wants that. He wants both. Um, first, let's let's focus on the Zelda June 23rd stuff. Um, I think Everoasis is going to have Amiibo support for Zelda Amiibo. Oh, cool. um, has the history of the Zelda series. These Amiibo are coming out on the same day as that game. Um, also, I really want all three of those Zelda Amiibo. Everyone's apparently a retailer exclusive, and they're all already sold out. So, I think I think I broke because I'm just looking at them and I'm like, don't care. Like, I I love Zelda. I would like to get those Amiibos very much. But it just—it's not worth it. It's not they, worth the hassle. They should come. I mean, they should come up for pre-order again before they come out. I mean, we've got E3 to worry about, and I think it, I think it breaks down to like there's one of those player two amiibo and one of the Zelda amiibo are each exclusive to GameStop, Amazon, Amazon and Best Buy. Best Buy. Yeah. Um. It's just that like if I can like if I'm just like sitting on the computer one day and it's like ah oh, like the 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 Bonjour's mask on Amazon is up. Like, I'll, I'll get it. Um, if I, well, on June 23rd, I might walk into a Best Buy and or a GameStop and be like, yo, is this Amiibo there? And if they're like, nah, then I'm like, all right, cool. Um, Worth a shot. Because there's, I mean, with Amiibo, you have, you have two chances. It's either one, you're never going to see that Amiibo for the rest of your life. Or it's going to be like $4 on a clearance <laughs> section in like two months. Yeah. But that that really only applies to the shelves upon shelves of Animal Crossing amiibo that are still no even even that. those Mario amiibo that came out uh, around Mario Party Star, Star Rush. Um, those those by by mid December they were all half price. And even wow. the Zelda amiibo until Breath of the Wild came out and people lost their minds, um, you could get those cheaper in like January and February. Yeah, I think I got my classic style Mario eight bit. For five bucks on bestbuy.com at one point. Yeah, a lot of amiibo are pretty cheap now. Yeah, I'm just I mean, I mean, that, that's the thing is that, like, I, I, I mean, it's, I think that, like, if I can walk into a store and buy an amiibo or just easily order it off Amazon, I'm in. But yeah. all this, like, Amazon's going to put up the pre order at three o'clock on a Friday. Let's go. Like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not playing this game anymore. It's not enough time for that shit. Um, I'm, that being said, I, I do have. really want all three of those amiibo. They look great. I'm I'm not too big on the Zelda ones, but the Smash Brothers ones, I have the feeling I'm going to buy. I, I'm still torn as to whether I'm going to buy one Cloud or both, but the other two, I'm getting both. 
I, I can I can like because I I don't really have an attachment to any of those the, like the final three Smash Brothers characters. Those will be like I'll walk into a GameStop and be like, uh huh, there's a cloud amiibo, I'll pick it up. Like yep. that's kind of that's what I did with Ryu. That's what I did with a lot of the Smash Brothers amiibo, which is like, oh, yeah. it's there. It's this is a low barrier for entry. I'm in. Um, it's just I I really don't want to like. Part of me wants to buy the Advent Children Cloud, and part of me is like, Advent Children had a great fight scene at the end, but it was yeah. a very bad movie. I bought Advent Children the day it came out on DVD. Me too. That, and then I, I gave I, it away. I questioned a lot. I think I may have put that in a prize pack for like Jeopardy or Nintendo Wear or PAX East. So if you're listening to this and you have my copy of Advent Children, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and as far as uh, Smash Brothers, uh, well, well, what I assume would be called Super Smash Brothers Deluxe. Like, I feel like that yeah. should be the shorthand for the Switch version of Smash Brothers because I think that's the naming convention they'll probably go with. Mm. Um, I think that's coming out this fall, uh, and and I think that will be announced at a later Nintendo Direct or at E3. Um. um yeah. Shoot, I was, I was gonna, you know, you know where I where I'm honestly going with this now. I wonder if the Smash Brothers Deluxe comes out the day those Amiibo do. If it's Splatoon two coming out, yeah, come out the same day. I don't know. They're going to start coming out with player two versions of the Smash Brothers Amiibo. Like, let's get real. Uh, yeah, they are. But I, I was just thinking that they would probably ha- play, be playing Smash at Evo the weekend before on Switch. You know what's going to happen? They're going to say, "Hey, this fall." We have Smash Bros. Uh, Deluxe coming out. And we've also started to introduce Player 2 models. So if you missed out on getting Duck Hunt Dog the first time, now you can get a Player 2 model of Duck Hunt Dog. And hey, you can also see the first versions of these Player 2 Amiibo with the Cloud Corn and Bayonetta Amiibo when they come out next month. That's what they're yeah. going to say. And, and when's, when's Evo? The, uh, the weekend of the, tw- of the 16th is the weekend before Splatoon 2 comes out. You know what? I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's like I, I could see a world where that Smash Brothers game isn't at E three or even mentioned, and I could see it being announced at Evo because Nintendo is is having an increased presence there. They That's seem true. to be kind of serious about Smash Brothers and Splatoon and, and ARMS as viable, you know, esports titles. Yeah. Um and, and I think they could offer sponsorship and support, which I think they already do. And yeah, having having a new version of Smash Brothers playable there would be huge or even just announced mm. yeah with uh because they've done announcements for games like that at evo before i think i think tekken 7 i want to say got announced first I think at so. evo. yeah and and then the question is what do they include but i'm thinking at that point you've got a fusion of the 3ds and the wii u versions plus a couple of characters like maybe they, they actually bother with the ice climbers yeah, yeah. Although I think my, although I think my favorite fake for going into this whole direct was Super Smash Brothers for new 3DS. Yeah. Uh, two more points, two more international points of this Nintendo Direct, and then we can move on to our last two headline tier stories. Senran Kagura Refure coming to the Switch, HD Rumble. <laughs> Uh, to it's because they showed off the HD Rumble at a large. They were showing like this Japanese pudding shaking back and forth, and like they had these scientists trying to make sure it was accurate. Uh, use the HD Rumble to touch and hold jiggly things. Probably also simulates holding your GF's hand. Or and, uh, if you're wondering why Zach is glowing right now, that's why. Yeah. 
I'm just, hey, I'm just excited the series is coming to Nintendo platform again. Yeah. Portably. And and I mean there was that there was that tease of oh we want to see Senran Kagura on the Switch okay here's the box here's the box for Steviel versus sitting on a Switch yeah that was cute would Nintendo allow a dating simulator that takes advantage of the HD rumble for this kind of stuff assuming it does not get into full hardcore pornography tier I don't think Senran's going to be a dating game. But it just made me think about the potential for dating games. Oh. And if Switch is ever emulated on PC, what kind of homebrew could get made using the HD Rumble? I'm very hmm. curious. And I just want to point out, this is only announced for Japan right now, but the Switch is region free. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. And Zach has already called the review for this game. Yes, he has. Speaking of games coming out in July, Devilish Brain Training comes to <laughs> That's the July. funniest part. Finally, after it's four the, years. Yeah, this game well, this game came out in Japan in 2012. And it ever since it came out in North America in 2013, it's always had this TBD in Nintendo's financials for when it's coming out in Europe. And now, now that we've killed Project Giant Robot and Devilish <laughs> Brain Training is coming out, I don't know what that game is going to be now. That, that gets pointed out in every direct or in every financial call. Devilish brain training, brain age concentration. I'm going to say this every time the game comes up, but it's a very <laughs> good 3DS game that people should play. Wait, didn't we talk about this game on this show a couple of months ago with yeah. Don? No, we totally did. And I, I said it was a very hard game that's very much worth playing. Did, did we summon that game from the, from the ether where it was <laughs> lying for so many years? What if they just forgot to release it and then like, <laughs> the one Nintendo employee who's ever seen this show, that that's not happening. It's They're probably not allowed to watch this stuff. But that would be funny. I don't know. No, I wouldn't say we're responsible for it, but I think Devilish Brain Training is a fine video game. That's all for this Nintendo Direct. There was a lot of stuff to talk about. It brought us over an hour and we have two fat news stories left, which we will devote the time they need to. Although, like, it won't be that too too long. Neil, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell people what this is, and then I'm gonna let you break it down because I know you have things to say about the NES Classic Mini. Do I? Uh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> like I can I, I can say things. I assume you do. Anyways. <laughs> Nintendo confirmed the discontinuation in a statement to IGN today that the final shipments of the NES Classic edition would be the last. Throughout April, NOA territories will receive the last shipments of Nintendo Entertainment System, NES Classic Edition systems for this year. We encourage anyone interested in obtaining this system to check with the retail outlets regarding availability. We understand that it has been difficult for many consumers to find a system, and for that we apologize. We've played, we have paid close attention to consumer feedback and we greatly appreciate the incredible level of consumer interest and support for this product. What's so weird to me is that they start to have like an apology. They start to say, like, throughout April, they're doing this. We encourage anyone interested to finally get this system. What get, what gets weird is when they say, we understand that it has been difficult for many consumers to find a system, and for that we apologize. We've paid close attention to consumer feedback, and we greatly appreciate the incredible level of consumer interest and support for this product, but they don't address the fact that there's still an incredible consumer interest, and they're not going to put out any more, and I'm very confused. This is the weirdest thing. Like... That's my, like, I don't really know if I have too much to say about it, because it's just, like, it's preposterous. 
it's like they had this really, really successful thing. Uh, they totally mis miscalculated on supply for it. And they're just kind of like, all right, we out. Yep. <laughs> I, it all, I mean, they never I, I, even opened, aside from maybe once at Target, I don't think they ever opened free editors for this. So every time they've gone on sale here, they have been gone like that. They Best yeah. Buy can't have that put. I think somebody figured out they had about 300 systems that they listed on their website yesterday at about 6 Eastern. And at 60003, they were gone. Half yeah, of those scalpers. Yeah, people are botting the hell out of the NES Classic. And surely this information has to get to Nintendo because they, the way they track their systems, they know this shit. So why are they walking away from potentially so much money and a way of getting all these lapsed gamers of the NES era back in the fold? So I think there's, I mean, if, if we look to like why they made this decision, like I think it, I think it's preposterous, but as to why, I think that system might be more of a loss leader than, than we all kind of thought. Like, I think that might, they might've done a limited run of it because it, it was expensive to produce. And yes. then, and I think the goal of getting people to give a shit about the NES again, I think it, I think it, did that. Um, it, it might have also been a little bit of a stopgap because all they had was Pokemon last year. Like the, they, they went into a holiday season with a single system. Um, they haven't done that in, I don't know, several decades. Like, um, like it, it, it might've just been a stopgap to kind of stave off until the switch. And that's part of the reason why they kind of planned it to just like, all right, like we're, we're not going to make a hell of a lot of money on this. It's going to be a loss leader, but but we'll we'll have it roll out for a couple months, and then people will be you know you know maybe it'll drum up interest in lapsed gamers. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's nonsense that Nintendo of America had no idea that like we would want this. Yeah, that's um, it. Like especially after Amiibo, like I, hopefully they learned from Amiibo. I guess they didn't. In that, like, hey, guess what, like. That's nice, Sakurai. That you said that people should just get one Smash Brothers figure that's their favorite. That's not <laughs> how people roll in America, <clears throat> apparently. No. Um, as evidenced by the the legions of Smash Brother amiibo that I'm drowning in. <laughs> um, but I mean, the NES, like, just the fact that they're they're shutting it down so quickly, like it's it's a shorter shelf life than the damn Virtual Boy. Like, it just it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Um, and it probably outsold the virtual play, all things considered. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think this is not the last that we've seen about the uh, the, the, the classics label. No, I think uh, I, I, I fully expect something out before the end of the year. Uh, I've heard some murmurs that it might be like a Super Nintendo classic. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe they'll release the NES classic without the third party games or something. Like, maybe there will be a Game Boy classic. Like, who knows? But I think we will see more of this. But I just think it'll be, it'll it, like they'll kind of go back and hopefully learn from this failure of the NES Classic, because even it, even it, if it, it sold really well, the this, the entire product launch was a failure. Yeah. Even if it was a sales success. It, it, well, it wasn't really that much of a success considering the numbers we're talking about. It was like a couple hundred thousand the month it launched in North in the U.S. because it got tracked in NPDs, and. If, if you are crashing Amazon, you've got a hot product. Yeah. But I think, honestly, what they, sh what they probably could do is bring this out in a month or two again 
and this time don't put the USB port on it, the yeah. service port, because that's, I wonder how much the people, the fact that you could load every NES game ever onto this thing, apparently had enough memory for it and have it work the same way was maybe that they figure that's going to cut into sales of the NES classic two. Okay. I, I, they're, they're not, they're not fucking relaunching the system in two months. Right. That's it, nonsense. It's done. Uh, like, like, like if, yeah. if they were going to do that, they, they could have said that the other day, instead of saying that we're discontinuing the product. Like that's, that's, that's called a reprint when that happens. Yeah. Like, like that's called, that's a, that's a failure to communicate. If in like E3, they're like, and there's a new NES classic. Like it's the same thing, but there's no USB port. Like no, like that's just like, you know, oh, it was a manufacturing glitch. Like the stupid Switch Joy-Con. Like, if if we do see anything, it's not going to be until like fall, like probably the yeah. same announced schedule of the NES Classic, like reveal in like what what was that July or August, and then have it come out in like October or November. I agree with the 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 idea that NES Classic would be too expensive to produce does not surprise me one bit because I'm sure Nintendo has deals with the five to seven. It's, it's probably three to seven different publishers who have games that are on the NES classic, but I bet they get some amount of pennies or some amount of dollars or it's probably pennies for every single NES classic. You, you have that for seven different publishers for however many different games. And then you have however much the NES classic costs, however much it costs to ship. And then let's say they're not making much money at all on those. They can't just reprint it and say it's the exact same thing, but $20 more expensive, even if it would still sell great because the PR uh, blowback would not be worth it. Do they throw some more, some more games on that maybe they were saving for a a second rev anyway? Well, if the problem was sharing profits with publishers, that would just make it worse. Wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm just saying put first party stuff on there. So you, so it gets the same money back anyway. So like maybe ice hockey and pro wrestling get on there. Sure. But ice hockey, $20. (laughs) Yeah. The $20 ice hockey tax. That thing is, I would probably pay that, but it's, I mean, Koei Tecmo, Square, Capcom, Konami. That that's pretty much it as far as the third parties on the classic, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. But but so the only, amount of games combined but yeah, but from I can, publishers. Yeah. I I mean Square probably doesn't give a shit about Bubble Bobble, but you know, they want <laughs> some scroll over Final Fantasy. Yeah. Okay. I think I think we've uh, talked about the NES classic. Oh, we certainly can. That brings us to our final story. The Switch first month sales for the United States announced it is the fastest selling system in Nintendo history, which doesn't necessarily mean all that much by itself. My favorite part of this press release has got to be everyone's favorite part of the press release, that The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has a 102% attach rate. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, I, we laugh yeah. about it, but it's it's what my brother did. He, he had uh, Zelda day one, but he couldn't get a Switch until just like last week. 906,000 uh, units of the Switch in America in the first. Yeah, and that is, yeah, and for the record, that is the uh, either the, depending on rounding errors, it's like one of the three biggest console launches in U.S. history mm. behind no, the was, PS4 and was, Xbox One. I was surprised uh, when that um, graph was being shown on Twitter of uh, first week launches for different hardware. Game Boy Advance was beaten down doors too. Mm. I mean, it's right up there with the Switch. I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Game Boy Advance was the first 
true follow-up to like oh, a, sure. a, like a portable console that lasted over a decade. Yeah, that's not, no, I get it, but it's just weird to see that. Dude, is the Game and Boy Color a different system? I feel like the Game Boy Color is a different system. It's, I mean, it's like, it's like, like a 3DS. It's like new 3DS. Is it a new 3DS? Yeah. DSi? It's because if there's such a Game Boy, there's such a huge Game Boy Color library that it almost there's, feels like there's, a different platform. But most of that, like, a th I'd say a half to three quarters of that lineup can play on an original Game Boy or Super Game Boy. So uh, it's so the, the exclusive portion of that library... It's growing, but same way the 3DS's new 3DS's is growing, but still enough that you may as well consider it the same system. Sure. Uh, Zelda also sold 925,000 copies on Switch in the same time period, plus an additional 460,000 units on Wii U. Nintendo attributes this to the game's limited editions, like people buying one to collect, one to play, and, and... people purchasing second copy. Uh, just yeah, to, but or they they have a. They don't have a Switch, but they have a copy of the game. Yeah, Nintendo's press release explicitly highlighted the first of those regions. We actually, I actually ran a poll on the NWR Twitter account last night, which was a 24-hour poll, and about a third of respondents say yes that I did that. Really? Or wow. that that makes sense. So, the other ones were either the question was, I can't find sell the Switch outsell the Switch. Yeah, and it was basically, I think, 40% said, I don't have a system yet, but I bought the game anyway. And and then I, I threw in and then I threw in an other, which is basically Thor 2 The Dark World, and and then there was the comedy option of uh, the, too many people lick the cartridge, which I think is 15%. Yeah. Uh, I had, so how many people voted ultimately? It was like 250, right? Yeah, about, two, about 250 people. So not, not, a, not as big a sample as I would have liked, but... Pretty, I think it's pretty representative of the situation. For 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 uh, for our little show, two hundred fifty is a decent number, and yeah, I, I think that's fair. A lot of people can't buy the system, but they want Zelda because Zelda's hyped as like the the next sliced bread. And then you you have people who actually did buy the limited edition, like uh, Justin B. He bought every version of that game and might yeah. have extra copies. Of I, and, and, and I and I've like, heard of people like getting a whatever Justin does for a living. That's the job I want to. <laughs> Um, uh, but I, I know of people that bought limited editions and then bought it digitally as well. So you had yeah. that in oh, addition. Yeah. Oh, that's so Nintendo's, but, Nintendo's would count that in their numbers, but maybe MPD doesn't. So when the MPD numbers actually come out next week, maybe Zelda isn't selling at 102%. That's weird. I forgot that they, they released all this information before the MPD even came out. Yeah. Well, I think we start to. I think the way the MPD does their release now, like they have some information comes out the week before, like we uh, find out who won the hardware race that month, and then this time next week we'll have we should have a spreadsheet hopefully uh, with like here's the top ten games for everything yeah. in, sure. in the hardware race. So, what I think this is going to end up meaning is that there before launch, I remember saying I don't know what the floor is for the Switch. It could be Wii U. At this point, I don't think I can say that, considering the Switch did in one month what it basically took the Wii U three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still there's there's a lot of well, I mean, okay. So I saw people talking about uh, Nintendo post the Nintendo Direct talking about the Switch in general about how if you if you look at the I mean. 
I think I saw some number somewhere that there were like 30 games shown, like 20 of them were ports. Um, which I, I, I think that it, that that isn't a great look. Like a lot of those Switch games that we show that that we saw are games that came out on other systems already, and they're just coming to Switch later in the year. Some of them years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, and, and I'm not I'm not necessarily like that's not a great thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing because a lot of these games are games that have never games and series that have never been on a Nintendo platform before. So that's cool. Two uh, generations old. In, in some of these cases, like like one, like payday. Oh, Payday, Payday, yeah. Payday and Rayman, because that came out on PlayStation 3. And, it was on uh, Wii U. It's, it's, I mean, that's, that's the that's Nintendo generation system. Yeah. Um, the... And Payday, Payday 2 is still like an active game, though, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it has an extremely active community. Yeah. They, they did good things to it. Yeah. And, no, and I mean, and, and, I, and that's, that's not necessarily exciting. But it's also like not like bad. It's just kind of like middle of the road. There's someone but, and, very excited for it, and their feelings are very valid. Yeah, there and might not be a lot I of those wonder, people, but they exist. Yeah. Is this just publishers needing to get something on the system quickly to prove they have a presence, so that they can, when they bring something original out, it's the they are a bit of a known quantity to the Switch audience? Okay, I don't understand why that would be a logic. Um, I Got think it. the I think the the real thing that happened here might be more that Nintendo got on their hands and knees and were like <laughs> EA just FIFA please for the love that, of God I don't I don't I don't know would Nintendo have had to ask very hard for something that I think has to be on every valid system um, maybe maybe they did because that's the only game EA is bringing like EA dropped Wii U like a bad habit like a lot of third party publishers did. Like, I I imagine there were probably a lot of like Mia Culpa meetings from Nintendo like last year. Um, you know, them going to third party publishers that either didn't support Wii U or supported it barely, and uh, like I I don't really understand why you have like why you would have publishers being like, oh, of course we want to spend resources and money, uh, putting my, our games on a system that might not have an audience. Yeah, that's that's. that's but but just the state of the state of the switch in general, though. Um, month one was a success. Like, might just be because of Zelda, honestly. But like the it, we we saw the numbers, like almost a million in North America month one in March. That's great. That's that's awesome. I think I think there's some data. I don't know how legit it is, but like two point four million worldwide. That is a success. Uh, yeah, that's. I think they're basing that on North America, because Japan's numbers are pretty well publicly public yeah. knowledge. And I think the Europe numbers are pretty close. Estimates. As well. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, we knew they originally said two million were going to be out in March, and then I, I heard some scuttlebutt that they were like upping the production order because it could pre-order buzz. So, like, I I, I think there might have been like two point four, two point five million systems out in the wild worldwide by the end of March. And they're, and they're still they're disappearing, fa- uh, not as fast as NES classics, but they're coming up all the time, and they're sold. It's like, oh, switches are up on Amazon. Oh, they're gone five minutes yeah. later. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's that means that they have a decent flow of the systems coming in. But uh, I guess speaking directly to the content of I guess repetitive third party games on the Switch and this Nintendo Direct, um, this Nintendo Direct across the board was a lot of like uh, setting the table for stuff we already knew about. 
yeah, we had a couple third party announcements, but there wasn't really any like big new reveal, like except for like there's a 3DS Kirby game coming out. Um, I think that E3 is going to be where we, I mean, we see what comes out in the second half of the year more definitively. And, and probably if there are some third party big guns that they've negotiated, like that, that Rabbids Mario game, that's going to be at E3. That's going to be when they should show off like any, any cards they have at their sleeve. Any big, any major exclusive or brand new things that would be to the switch because I, I'm seeing a scenario where in November, potentially, if the rumors are true and we have some things based on historical precedent, that they have a physical version of Switch Minecraft because that came out on Wii U on desk about six months after the eShop release. I think that'll be on the fall. I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah. Mario Odyssey and a mainline Pokemon game. I, th- I believe the record for systems sold in one month in the U.S. is 3.7 million held by the Wii. I think the Switch, if those come out in the same month, we might see a new champion. I I, I don't think so. You don't think it's going <laughs> to agree to disagree? No. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think it would be really good, but I think like like best ever month, like. The reason, because was it the Wii that held the title, or was it like PS2? It was Wii. It was okay, December it was Wii. 2009. Um, yeah, when... well, Wii, Wii was lightning in a bottle. You you can't you can't replicate that. Like I could see like a really good showing for the Switch in November, but I don't think best ever because I, I think yeah, Pokemon would be a huge deal. Um, but I also think like Mario Odyssey. As much as we're all stoked for that, 3D Mario games have never been huge sellers. Not bad sellers, just not. Outside of like Mario 64 selling the N64, like no other game has really sold a system as well. Mm. Um, critically acclaimed, but not like, I mean, New Super Mario Brothers mopped the floor with every 3D Mario game that came out alongside it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Uh, how about that Xenoblade Chronicles 2? Yeah. That could be, that could be out too. I, uh, that's, I think we'll have to agree to disagree on that one yeah. as well. I think I, I still I'll stand by I've been I've been vocal about this I think that Xenoblade Chronicles two worst case scenario it's out like February next year like yeah, I, I I'm very confident that before this time next year Xenoblade Chronicles two will have come and went. I right. will have played the hell out of it, and uh, and we will see on a future episode of Nintendo News Report whether whether that holds water, yeah. but that'll do for another episode of Nintendo News Report for April 14th, almost April 15th, 2017. Uh, Alex Kalafi, Neil Ronahan, Donald Terrio, Zach Miller, patreon.com slash oh, NWR. I, I have a thing. I don't know what Zach just discovered God. I don't know. Um, <laughs> coming to North America? And join us uh, for the, the patron game club. Um, if you are a patron subscriber, uh, join the conversation talking about Ghost Trick. Uh, we're going to be recording a podcast for that uh, at the beginning of May. Uh, it's going to be me, Casey Gibson. Um, hey, staffers, if you guys want to play, let me know. You can join in. And also, if you are a patron at the $15 a month tier or higher, um, and you want to play the game and talk about it with us on a podcast on this here YouTube channel, um, you can join the fun. So... Play Ghost Trick. It's an awesome game. I'm excited to play it. I have had that game for about five and a half years, and as soon as I can get out of Tokyo, I'll be right there. All right.
righty. Uh, at Zmiller1902, at Enron10, at Donald Mick, and then also his podcast at NFR Podcast. That's Nintendo Free Radio. I am at C-U-L-A-F-I-A. Don't forget to look up and subscribe to and review Nintendo News Report on iTunes. I have been uh, discussing the reviews of this show on the show. And if you get more reviews at the closing segments of the show, I will be sure to address your review in a, uh, in a sensible, uh, brisk, fair manner. So, review us on iTunes, Nintendo News Report. That's our show. Have a good night. Bye-bye. 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 Bye.